everybody, this is Pastor Chavez. You're listening to Through the Word. And I want to begin a new series of uh, teachings on the Christian life. I want to be able to help you to know how to be a better Christian in your walk with God. And that's the purpose of Through the Word, is, is to teach you what the Bible says uh, and how to apply it to your life so that you can grow as a Christian. Um, this is not necessarily directed toward any one denomination or a particular way of teaching. This is what Scripture says for any Christian. Anyone who calls themselves a Christian should live according to what Scripture says. And so, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk about, uh, uh, you know, how to walk with God, how to pray, how to read the Word, how to share your faith, um, how to... You know, be strong in your personal faith with God, how to have faith, how to activate your faith. These are all subjects that we're going to tackle over the next several weeks. Um, and I want you to be able to be ready to dig right in and grow in your walk with God. Today, I'm going to talk to you about being a full dedicated Christian. Are you fully passionate and dedicated as a disciple of Jesus Christ? So, uh, you know, stay stay connected, stay online real quick here. We'll be right back with and begin our teaching. So I want to start with Joshua chapter 14, verse 8, talking about being a full dedicated Christian, a fully dedicated Christian in your walk with God. And so here's what Joshua chapter 14, verse 8 says, But my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. This is Joshua, and he's, Joshua's talking about, you know, everyone else, uh, that went into the promised land of the of the spies of the twelve spies, uh, Joshua is saying, "I can't speak." You know, they I they they all scared the people from going in, but as for me, I was fully dedicated. Uh, I was wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. In other words, I did what I knew was the right thing to do. Um, and so, when you are a Christian, when you are a Christian, it requires you to be fully dedicated. To God, you have to wholeheartedly follow after God. Um, you know, it, it requires com- complete spiritual dedication. Um, and what does that involve? What does that entail? Full and complete dedication. Well, first of all, it requires love. It requires love. It requires living, and it requires learning. Love, living, and learning. In order to love, though, you, the Bible says in Mark chapter twelve, verse thirty. You have to love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. What does that mean? To love love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Well, here's what it means. First of all, to love God with all of your heart, your heart is the seat of your emotions. Okay, It's the seat of your will. It's, it's what governs your will and it governs your emotions. So you have to love the Lord your God with all of your your will. You have to be willing and govern your emotions to love God. Because sometimes even when you don't want to love God, 
you know, there's going to be times where you're going to go through stuff. You're just going to go through stuff. And and you're not going to want to, you don't feel like you want to love God. You don't feel like you want to serve God. But even serving God and loving God is not a feeling. It's not something you feel. It's something that you do because of what he's done for you. But it also says to love him with all your soul. Your soul is your inner man. It's your inner being. Um, And if you don't feed your inner man, your inner man won't hunger for God. So you have to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. In other words, now your thoughts are focused on God. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is just, think on these things. So you have to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Put your thoughts on God. Set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. When your your mind is on the things of the earth, you are going to struggle with your walk with God. You won't be dedicated because your your attentions are divided. And the last thing he says is to love God with all your strength. So what does that mean? It means that you you now not only are you loving him with all your your emotions and your will with your inner man and with your mind, but now you are serving him with your body. So it involves your strength, your physical active strength. So when we love him, basically we should, we should, and we will then keep all of his commandments, and we will follow after his word, according to John chapter fourteen verse fifteen. So complete spiritual dedication requires loving God, but it also requires living for God. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, here's what it means: daily living. Okay, Luke chapter nine verse twenty-three says, "If any of you wants to come be my followers, you must give up your way." Take up your cross daily and follow me. It's a daily thing. Taking up your cross daily. In other words, more than just accepting Christ, you're living for him every single day. It's a new relationship. Imagine to yourself, if you're married, or let's take, for example, a bride or a groom, that the the, the bride... Um, she goes and she goes to her wedding. She gets ready for her wedding. She walks down the aisle. She goes to the before the the the, the minister, and the and the the groom is there, and he's loving her, and she's loving him in the moment. And 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 they say they both say I do. They go to their honeymoon. They come back, <clears throat> and then she leaves and goes about her day like he doesn't even exist. And that's the way that a lot of us handle our personal walk with God is that Sundays is the day that we we focus that's the day of intimacy with God but the rest of the week we don't we act like he doesn't even exist that's not that's not christian living you have to live every single day you are that that bride is living that that she's in a new life she has a new name she has a new life and she's living uh with an um uh, she's living with her new love she's building a new life with that person and that's the same way when we get saved and we become christians that we are we are forsaking all of all others and only keeping ourselves for god so long as we both so long as we shall live um but the second thing in living for god is not just daily living but it's also denying denial living in other words uh galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says my my old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So he says, not I, but Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. So Paul's words 
and 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 they that are Christ have been have crucified the flesh with their affections and their lusts. Galatians chapter five verse twenty four. So those who are Christ have crucified their their flesh with the affections and lusts. In other words, we are we have crucified those passions, those desires, those feelings that would normally control us. We have denial is crucif is crucifying them. You know, you're not literally nailing your flesh to a cross. You are, you are figuratively and spiritually nailing those things to the cross by denying them. Um, you know, when the temptation comes, you deny it. That's crucifying your flesh. Um, and so when you deny it, you don't give it access. You don't give it room to have access in your life. The third thing, so daily living, denial living, but also determined living. Okay, so Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 says this. <clears throat> but Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of, of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. So Daniel basically had to, Dan, Daniel had to make a choice. No one could choose for him. And this basically, he, he had to make a choice. And, and this determination helped him uh, through his entire life there in um there, well, he was he was in that kingdom, uh, while he was under the king, uh, not only under Nebuchadnezzar but also under King Darius. God protected him because he chose to didn't. He was determined to not defile himself. Determination comes when you 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 make up your mind to say I'm going to live a certain way. I'm going to do a certain thing, and nothing's going to change your mind. No matter what anybody else says, no matter what anybody else does, it doesn't deter you from that. Because you have a determined mind, and so you know, not only are we, complete s spiritual dedication requires loving God, living for God, but also learning, learning. Matthew chapter eleven verse twenty-nine says, "Take up the yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humbled and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls." So here's Paul. Here's here is Jesus telling us, you know, to take up his yoke. You know, all Christians need. What we should do is study and learn more of God's word, and and learn more about the God, God's way of doing things. When I was growing up, anybody who got saved in the church, they didn't just start coming to church. I mean, they, yeah, that was a part of the process, but immediately they were they were the pastor brought them under the wing. He would visit their home. He would begin to disciple them and teach them why we do what we do and what they need to do to continue to maintain their walk with God it was all a part of the process of learning and they were teachable second timothy chapter 2 verse 15 says work hard so that you can present yourself to God and receive his approval be a good worker one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth and so here we should study the word of God every single day. I mean, there were days when, when I remember when days when, when, you know, people in the church, they knew the Bible. They knew it, not because it was something they carried around. It didn't, you don't get the word of God in you by osmosis. You get it in you because you learned and you studied the word of God. And so that, that is essential in your Christian growth with God. You know, Paul had one desire, and that was to know God. You have to have one desire in your heart, and that's to know God. So, you know, we have to, as Christians, we have to have complete spiritual dedication, but we also have to have complete physical dedication.
complete physical dedication. When we're completely physically dedicated, that involves the heart, it involves the hands, it involves the feet, it involves the mind, it involves the ears, it involves the eyes, the nose, the mouth. Uh, it involves all of that. You have to love him with all of your your being in order for you to be successful in your walk with God. So loving him completely means that you're you know you're, you're you're loving him with all of your heart you know when when he says you must love the lord your god with all of your heart with all your soul with all your mind he's saying you know love him from your innermost being uh, i love what uh, david said in psalms 19:14 when he says may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, by my rock and my redeemer. He, in other words, that the meditation of my mouth, the, the dedication, meditation of my mind, and the dedication of my mouth, be pleasing to you. So every word that I speak, let it be honoring and pleasing to you. He goes on to say this. So, so we have the complete physical, the heart, the hands. In 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 Ecclesiastes chapter nine, verse ten, he says, "Whatever you do, do well. For when you go to the grave, there will be there will be no work for or planning." Or knowledge or wisdom in other words when you go to the grave you want to go with peace knowing that you've done all you can in serving the Lord uh, Psalms 24 4 says only those whose hands are hands and hearts are pure who do not worship idols and never tell lies in other words you are you're even with your physical hands you are not touching evil you are abstaining from any sort of evil and I want to continue on here in just a minute, but I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll come right back. Do you want to learn how to be more successful in your everyday life? In my new book, Rain, I teach you how to live every day in victory. I explain how to identify the things that cause you to stumble and how to overcome them. To purchase my book, go to cutly forward slash rainbook or c-u-t-t dot l-y forward slash rain r-e-i-g-n book. Then purchase Rain in paperback or digital format. It's going to bless your life. So I want to, I want to finish up some thoughts and and continue on with this next segment here. Um, so we talked about the heart. We talked about the hands. What about the feet? Uh, Proverbs chapter six verse eighteen says, "A heart that plots evil, feet that race to go to do wrong." So in other words, when when you know you get somebody who you know I mean man they can't wait to go out and party. They can't wait to go out and have sex they can't wait to go out and do drugs they can't wait to go out and hurt somebody um you know the, those are things that god uh, god hates so feet that run feet running to make trouble the bible calls the living bible says uh, in other words eagerness to do wrong is somebody who's eager to do wrong um and romans chapter 10 verse 15 tells uh, tells uh, of those with beautiful feet who spread the gospel beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news so we want our feet to bring good news not be the ones that 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 are quick to run to to do wrong 
we want them to do right. So we have the feet, we have the hands, we have the heart. And let's talk about the mind. The mind, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 15, you must have the same attitude that Christ had. Uh, another version, New King James Version says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. The mind of Christ is being in us daily. We are thinking with the mind of Christ. And so, you know, it, it requires a physical mentality, not just a spiritual mentality. You know, there's a lot of people who serve God with their their hands and with their mouth, and, and but not with their mind. Your mind is essential. It's important that you train your mind to think holy thoughts, pure thoughts, thoughts of love, thoughts of forgiveness, thoughts of, of serving and, and loving uh, those that are less fortunate. Then also, we, so we talked about the feet, the hands, the heart, the mind. Let's talk about the ears. You know, when you love God physically, the ears, James chapter 1, verse 19, says that those who are swift to hear, slow to speak, never listen to gossip, uh, nor gossip yourself. Because in gossiping yourself, you are sinning with your mouth. and listening to gossip, you are sinning with your ears. You want to be able to abstain from those things. So if it's something that is not going to benefit someone else, then it's probably better for you to say, you know what, I don't want to be involved in this. Uh, I need you to stop right now. And then sometimes as a brother in Christ, you might even rebuke that person for even doing that sort of thing. Um, so you have to abstain, keep your ears from listening to gossip. You also have to keep your eyes. James chapter 1, verses 14 and 15 talks about that when it says that temptation comes from our own desires which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So our eyes, you know, sometimes it's, it's what we lust after. And when I say lust, sometimes we always think of sexual lust, you know, to, to look at things sexually. But what about looking, lusting after cars? Lusting, lusting after homes, lusting after another person's possessions. Oh, you know, they have a better home than we have, or they have a, or maybe you know, maybe, you know. Sometimes we speak about lust, and and a lot of times women refer to men with lust, but there are also women who have lust. You know, sometimes a woman will lust for another man's husband. You know, and the Bible talks about not lusting after another person's spouse. You know, that's kind of generalizing it. Technically, it says don't lust after your neighbor's wife. But when you're looking at application, don't even lust after your hu your neighbor's husband. <laughs> okay, so if you're looking at that, you're lusting with your eyes. Um, and when you also you can also keep your nose. You know, uh, in other words, <laughs> keep your nose out of other people's business. You know, stop being nosy. You know, don't 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 be going and and getting into other people's business. Uh, and and uh, the Bible says, you know, to, to you know, look at the log in your eye before you take the speck out of someone else's. But then we talk about the mouth. Okay, now the mouth is the important part. Uh, you know, it's not just the ears, the mind, the heart, the feet, the hands, but also the mouth. And that's an essential part because the mouth, the Bible says to watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. Uh, I know this for a fact that because there's been times that I have gotten myself in so much trouble. Um, I sometimes will speak my mind. Sometimes I'll say things, um, you know, what's on my mind. And, and then I regret it later because I said something that I should not have said. Um, so keep your mouth closed and say, in other words, self-control is controlling your tongue. 
don't be quick to to rebuke somebody don't be quick to to uh to to talk about somebody don't be quick to to gossip don't be quick to lie um and so when living for god not only involves the spiritual aspect and the physical aspect but it even requires complete material dedication in other words completely dedicating yourself materially and what does that involve well this means that both our money and our possessions don't belong to us they belong to god well how can that be when i got saved i bought those things before i got saved and now god wants them yes god anything you own belongs to god in other words if god asks you to give your car away are you going to give it away well i need that car well what if god has another car for you what if god asks you to give your house away yeah but where am i going to live what if god has another house for you you see God all and God will never ask you to do something without having another plan in place for you. And so, you know, we talk about sacrifice in when in 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 a complete plan, you know, the Bible says that that, that uh you know, Second Samuel chapter twenty four verses twenty verse twenty four says, But the king replied to Ar Aranua Ara gosh, I can't even pronounce the word. Aranua uh, he says, "No, I insist on buying it, for I will not present present burnt offerings to the Lord my God that have cost me nothing." So David paid him fifty pieces of silver um, for the threshing floor and the oxen. So David um, was willing to pay for what he was offering to the Lord. Costed sacrifice. A sacrifice is not something that you scratch together and and kind of draw together and, and of with whatever you have. Sacrifice is giving the best of what you have. So we're we're you know we're talking about honoring God in our sacrifice but also being stewards. Um in other words we are God's caretakers. Uh God has put us to manage and to care take care of. So even though everything you have belongs to God, God allows you to keep it because he wants you to be a steward of it. It makes you think differently about your car, especially if your car is dirty. Um, I better go clean my car. Um, if your car is dirty, then what happens is it, 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 you, you, you're not being a good steward of that vehicle. And yet you want God to bless you with another vehicle. Well, you, God can't bless you with another vehicle until you're faithful with what you have. Be a good steward of it. You know, you're, you're, you're a steward of, of, of your home. You're a steward of your house. You're a steward of your money. You're a steward of your family. You're a steward of your children. What about laying up treasures in heaven? What are you doing about that? You see, we're so focused on on buying the material here on earth that we forget about the material that we need to build our home in heaven. That's another aspect, and and that comes through through serving, through loving, through walking with God, through sharing our faith with God, but also. Uh, Sometimes we forget, and, and, and basically having money or possessions is not wrong, but loving them more than God is what's wrong. You say, well, money is money is wrong. It's a sin to have money. No, it's not a sin to have money. The love of the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. And the Bible even says in Proverbs that a man who seeks to get rich will quickly fall because he, of his love for money. Um, you know, so don't let your money, don't chase the money chase the god who can bless you with the money god will bless you with wealth 
But the last thing is this. I want to say this. Surrender. Surrender. If you're listening to this, I want you to say that. Surrender. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says this. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything that you need. In other words, put Christ first in everything that you do. Almost the same. The Bible almost in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, it says this. It says, trust the Lord with all of your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do and he will show you which path to take. So surrender to God. Surrender to God. I had a gentleman that was struggling with people. I couldn't understand why his relationships were not being pro- profitable and fruitful. And he asked me, how can, I, how can I turn this around, Pastor? And I said, well, the problem you have is that you're not living a life of surrender. I told him, you're still wanting to be in control. The moment you start surrendering to God is the moment that God will start turning everything for your good. And and it was a it was a big aha moment for him. And that that my friend is is where we have to turn things around. Living a life of surrender. So are you a full dedicated Christian? Are you living your life in such a way that you are spiritually and physically and materially dedicated to God? You can't have all you, you you can't have one and not have the other two, or you can't have two and not have the, have the another one. They all have to work together. I'm going to take a quick break and I'll come back. And Hey, have you become a Through the Word supporter? If you haven't, it's real easy. Just go to anchor.co forward slash Maurice, M-A-U-R-I-C-E dash Chavez, C-H-A-V-E-Z. Or you can just click on the link in the description. Then click on the support button to become a weekly or monthly supporter. Or you can even just give one time if you like. Whatever gift you give, large or small, will greatly, greatly be appreciated and will go a long way to help us continue to preach the gospel. Thank you so much for your time. So I want to close with this thought, and that is, if you are really wanting to live for God, you really want to get the most out of your relationship with God, um, then you have to live a life that is dedicated passionately to God. Live in such a way that you are dedicated to God. You know, give up your time, give up your energy. The people who, uh, I, I like to start first by thinking about this. Uh, sorry, my thoughts sometimes get ahead of me. But um, when Jesus called the disciples, they left what their, they left their nets and followed him. In other words, they left what they were doing at that moment and became his followers. They didn't kind of say, well, let me pray about it. Let me think about it. Or can I do it on the weekends? Or can I do it only on weekdays? Um, They left what they were doing and became dedicated followers of Jesus. And my question to you, friend, is are you a dedicated follower of Jesus Christ? Are you living a life fully dedicated to his service? Are you living a life that is passionate, hungry for God? That's the question I want you to think about. I'm Pastor Maurice Chavez, and you're listening to Through the Word.